Brooks. And I'm Dan. We step to work, where we talk about the things we do afterward. Not that boring stuff in the middle of the day. Like how I'm hanging out with my friend Dan. And, you know, just the two of us. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Playing a little cornhole. Playing just a little cornhole. Oh. We you know, can make it if sometimes. We the sandcastles. Sandcastles. And I make a hefty, hefty fee because Dan pays for friendship. Don't tell people that. He pays me for this. Don't tell people that's make not. My, this is hey. Hanging out with Dan is paying for my kids to go to college. Your kids are never going to college. The society will collapse long before that happens. We don't need. We'll just need farmers and stuff and people to fight off the uh, mongoloids. Live, what? Live what? The the what? Live with the sewers. Anyways, for the Monday Morning Podcast. Hey, Dan. What's happening? Hey. Uh, so, check us out. My son's birthday was recently, and he received a board game. What, Andy? Some of our listeners might be interested to know. Turn up. Turn up the podcast. Wingspan. Wingspan? What's it about? It is a game about birds. So, you each each player gets a little sheet with a few different things on it and you place birds different types of birds there's a lot of bird cards i don't know how many there are but there has to be hundreds of bird cards there's probably what uh how many decks of cards like six decks of cards that's like 300 birds different birds they're all different as far as i could tell now some of the game mechanics are the same on the birds but Uh all the actual birds are different and they have like little statistics about the birds like especially how big their wingspan is oh okay uh, but other things like it'll show you where they exist in the world and so it's like not only fun game but it's actually informative it's also informative and educational okay and then you uh you place different birds on your mat and there's there's mechanics where you need to Draw cards, uh, like get food to feed your birds, and make eggs. And you need food. You need food, a certain amount of food to put a bird down, and you need a certain amount of eggs sometimes to put a bird down. And you need a card because if you don't have a card, then you don't have a bird to put down. So you need all these things, and it's just, it's just a basically turn game where you're trying to maximize the amount of things you can do in a certain amount of turns. It's it's fun uh, unless you're playing with a maximizer that's really annoying. Who are you playing with? Tony and Dylan. Oh man. Yeah. Anyway, Dylan, Dylan won, which is fine. How'd Tony feel about losing? Well, he did correct Dylan after he counted up his points when the game was over. Hmm. Dylan still won, but he had to correct him. Okay. Well, actually, you only had 37 and not 40. And those are the real numbers. And how many did Tony have, though? Oh, that was just the one. Like, Tony lost by, like, a lot. 10 or 15 or 20 points. I don't know. Okay. More than three. Just for the all-time scoreboard, he's dropping down those points that Dylan had. Uh Uh-huh. He's got it tallied up in his head. Well. I was uh, was just thinking... all these games, I know they're based on cool things. What makes them cool is the cool factors, like your your birds, or let's say, I mean, there's got to be a whiskey board game. There's got, anything, anything could be a board game. Dan and Dan just invented a whiskey board game. I did. 
a half half partner in that game. I forgot already. I'm sorry. Uh, but isn't it, it was good just though. like ways of rolling dice that give you things that There's you There's no do? dice. Okay. This is an action economy game, so you take act you're allowed to take a certain number of actions. No dice. So instead of having things that you let's say you purchased or drew cards and it would be like one attack or like five attack points, but not anything specific. Do people play boring games with no life to them? It's like not anymore. I have my ten and they took over your eight. Oh, and what if and you just that did you're that? You're to negative two now. With a game that everybody loved, and you just took all the, the coolness out of it, <laughs> and it was just numbers. Yeah, yeah. Just straight down to the numbers. Just boring numbers. Plus one unit. Plus one unit plus, over here. Plus one build point. <laughs> yep. And then you rewrite the rules. You need like three build points to build one unit. One unit equals ten victory points. Yeah. It would just be not oh. fun at all. 10 victory point unit like what? the birds are worth different points okay it's really cool actually the birds and the mechanics that they have behind them so like you'd have like a bald eagle or something mm -hmm. and that's a really big bird it's probably worth a lot of points uh and some of the birds that are worth a lot of points don't necessarily do much during the game but then you might have like a little swallow or something that's a small bird it's only worth one point or some of them were even worth zero but during the game, you place the bird in certain rows, and when you take the action that is that row, like draw a card or get food or get eggs, when you place a bird in that row and they have a thing on there that says, when you activate this bird, you know, go go get two eggs, right? Mm. So you could take your turn, draw a card, and then you have three or four birds in that row that say, do something awesome, and all your ducks and you get to do you get all your ducks in a row. They got ducks. Don't don't you worry. Okay. I never saw an emu. Yeah. Or a ostrich. Oh, I didn't see an emu, an ostrich, or a penguin. But I bet they're in there. Oh, also, there's different. So, like the draw cards, I believe, is the water zone. So there's three different zones. It's like trees, field, water. And some birds can go in any zone and some only go. So, like, the ducks can only go in the water zone. And uh, some other birds only go in different different ways. Okay. And there's a lot of interesting things that kind of are super confusing for how the, the, the number crunchy part of the game works. But there's, like, extra mechanics where you can get extra points at the end of the game because you have this card that says, if you have 12 birds with... The little round cup nest, then you you get an extra 20 points at the end of the game. Wow. But it's interesting to see the different types of nests that the birds have because they have that little thing on the card. So is this something that Tony, Maximizer Tony? He bought it for Dylan. Has he played it before? Yes. Okay. Yes, he has played it before, but he's like, no, but I only played it two times, and it was a long time ago. I'm not good at it. <laughs> sure, yeah. Sure, okay. Yeah. No, but he could study up and but, study all the cards and know all the bonus points. Is this how in-depth you can go with these board games? Probably. Wow. I mean, yeah, you could study. Wow. He, okay, let me just say this. He's like, 
this is the best combo in the whole game. This card is broken. This one right here that I have. I'm like, okay. Well, don't tell me. Well, Use it great. to win. I mean, he tried, but... Unsuccessfully. Apparently, Apparently he didn't have the other piece of the combo, he said. Oh. I need the other piece of the combo. Of these 256 other cards, I need, there's one in there that makes this a combo that wins. Uh, that's awesome. that's, a, that's a sad part of a game like that where it's really fun, but if there's just one card that's just going to make you win, it's kind of like... Uh, Luck of the draw, man. Sure, but if I don't know what that card is and I just let it go, <laughs> and somebody else gets it and I'm like, hey... I could have had that card. I didn't realize eggs were that important. I didn't realize eggs were that important. Eggs are very important. So this is like a egg cloning machine? Eggs are worth one point. And if you have a card that literally says, when you pick this action, get two eggs or get one egg or whatever, and you just keep doing that over and over and over again, and you pile eggs on all the birds on the whole board... Oh, man. Just max it out. (sighs) And then you have a card that says, hey, copy what that other card did. There's a lot of talking about. Wingspan. Anyway, Wingspan. Wingspan. Awesome, awesome game, apparently. Bring it to, uh, like we talked about last week, when you fly on next summer for Andy's family reunion to do some karaoke, bring it with you. I bet his family enjoys yeah. Enjoys Wingspan, the game. I forgot what I was saying. Hey, Dan, now it's time for emails. Wemails? Emails. Emails. Email? You heard me. You got any emails? <laughs> nope. Dang. That was emails. Emails. We probably didn't have any emails because we didn't say how they would email us. It's afterworkpod at gmail.com. Oh, that's right. Hey, Dan. Hey. Last week, talked about that kayak and how my sister, sister-in-law sister was in town. And you were like, why didn't you make it to my karaoke? Oh, yeah. Turns out she wanted to go to Salvi's Island. She wanted to go to the beach and hang out where it was going to be nice and warm. You call it the beach. And That's sunny. funny. It's a beach. It's a river beach. The beach. Wanted to go to the beach. The closest beach. Okay. Hey, man. Savi's Island. You drove right by Kelly Point Park to get there. I mean, there's another beach. Oh, we don't want to be over there. That's true. There's a lot of that uh, dogwood floating around in the air. Oh, yeah? A lot. When you walk back to your car, it's eight inches deep. Sorry, what happened at Salvi Island? Salvi Island? Salvi Island. Salvi? Salvi. Salvi. The name... I finally looked at it. I always thought it was Salvi's Salvi's Island. I think there's an S at the end. There's no S on the end, and it's spelled way different. I didn't know how to read when I was a kid and going out there and picking blackberries and hanging out on the beach. And uh, we went out there, finally got those kayaks like I talked about, loaded up. I realized... Salvi Island. Salvi Island. Wow. It's just Salvi Island, huh? Yep. Well, it has no pizzazz to it. Salvi. Salvi. Salvi's. Salvi Island. No, that's the Red one back Myers. in England. You like to throw an S on the things. Yeah. Uh, so. Piggly Wigglies. Down mm-hmm. to the Piggly Wigglies. And uh, I realized why I hadn't used my kayak for three years. 
a hole in the bottom? No. Because you're weak? kind of a hassle. You're weak and you can't paddle? It's just kind of a hassle getting uh, kayaks onto the roof of a car. And, like, I, I'm a cheapskate. And when I was buying kayak roof racks, I got, like, the cheapest one. You have the awesome one where you kind of put it up there and then it tilts into place? Well, there's ones where you lift it up, like, half of your car. The whole rack thing kind of comes down the Ooh, side. Yeah. But they're, like, 350 bucks each. Seems so fair. But, yeah, you just have to lift it up. And then there's, like, a bar that you pull. I keep bumping into this. There's a bar that you pull that then pulls the whole kite. It's, like, on, a, like, hydraulic lift kind Pneumatics. of. Pneumatics. Yeah. Nice. But I don't have that one. I have to lift oh. this 130-pound kayak that's 12 feet long uh, along with my less strong wife. Above our heads. You have a strong wife and a less strong wife? Yeah. I, you know, the strong one, she doesn't get out much. Okay. But she, but she's around to lift things. Yeah. Lift, heavy, th- heavy lifting in the dungeon. Uh, and then, can't talk about that. That's from a Dirt Work podcast. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we get them out there. We had fun kayaking around. The last time my kids were three years younger... And, dude, my 10-year-old, he's in that kayak. We used to be able to get all four of us on the two-person kayak. Mm. Those days are gone, huh? Those days days are long gone. And then we got this single. So I thought, okay, my wife can be on the single, and then the three of us boys will be on the double. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, somebody just straddles the middle. Yeah, I was just like, hey, dude, you sit in the middle. While I paddle. Do they make tran- trandom kayaks? Trandom. Triads? Maybe. Triples? But then it would weigh 200 <laughs> pounds, pounds and it would be 16 feet or something like 17 feet long. No, you just put the hole right where that kid was sitting. Oh, but then their legs? Mm. Yeah, you got to yeah. add some extra leg room. Uh, and now Jackson, he's on that single and he's just... So now... When we go kayaking, somebody has to sit on the side. Oh. That's just it. You need another one. No more. I don't want another one. I have only used these. These are now only for tooling around one particular area. Taking turns. It's a turn kayak situation. Sounds like a thing that would be a lot more fun to do with like a jet ski. Yeah, but jet skis... If you just had one jet ski, you could just take turns. I did that once with a guy that had a jet ski. I was... took turns. You guys wouldn't get on there together? Wasn't it No, we we would. Okay. But we'd take turns. There was like four or five of us. Oh, One jet ski. Oh, man. My oldest brother had a jet ski when I was in middle school, high school. And then we took it out probably four times. And he says... I was like, hey, let's take that jet ski out. He's like, ah, it's broken. And I was like, eh, next year, let's take take that jet ski out. Still broken. Five years of it still being broken. And then, and then he said, I sold the jet ski. Now I was like in high school, like senior. I was yeah. like, well, what was wrong? He's like, yeah, I mean, had a dead battery. Oh, I just, you know, didn't want to hassle with getting it that new battery in there. I was like, we could have been riding this jet ski for all these years. Just a battery. 
And he had like the big three person one. Oh man, like a sea doo. Yeah, it was like a sea doo one. Oh. All like all three of us were there'd be four people on that thing zipping around. Get the three person one so you can get four people on it. Yeah, four obviously. <laughs> yeah, you squeeze an extra person on there. But uh yeah, fun times Savi's Island. Savi Savi Island. Savi Island. Savi Island. And uh I got to see so many of those Savi Island. Savi Island. I got to see so many of those uh kite boarders. Have you seen those guys in person? So what does a kite look like? It looks like a uh, a parachute. Parachute. Okay. It looks like a big parachute. The front part of it is inflatable, like it's pumped up in case they crash their kite, quote unquote kite. Okay. But it's just a big parachute, parachute. maybe, or a smaller parachute or something. And uh, so they start up the beach a little bit. The wind's blowing down, and they would just like go back and forth. Doing cool things and, and jumps. They, they have surfboards strapped to their feet. And they have a little surfboard strapped to their feet. And there's a harness. So the rope goes. It's super complicated like these kites. They got one rope that just goes up to the kite. Okay. And then they got two things that they hold on to. To steer. To steer. I thought they were like you physically using their muscles to hold on to this thing until I realized it's just connected both, to their chest. They're connected so it won't blow away. So they're not actually They should have to hold on or lose their cool toy. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Just, I thought they had to be just like, go around and cut that middle cord on all of them. I imagine the the arm strength on these folks were just crazy. I mean that they might also be crazy. Probably is. It's probably also hard to steer. I was like, steer. look, it looks so easy. Like, they're just getting pulled along by this kite on the water. And then they ride it down, and then they go onto the beach. And they can turn that thing into just a regular kite by adjusting some straps or whatever. So it's no, it's not catching air. It's kind of just up there. So they can tilt it down so they can go faster and make them pull them along in the air. Cool. And then they have to walk up the beach in front of where we were, carrying mm. their big kite. And I uh, saw them ha that happen probably, you know, 20 times. They were just having fun. And I also saw one of those planes that lands on the water. Ooh, float just, plane? Yeah, float plane. It just landed right in front of us for some reason. It was just hanging out. Just hanging out, man. He drove He drove that thing down from, from the real beach. <laughs> For a little bit of salt on those pontoons. You, uh, hey, you know how, you know, kayaks are supposed to have permit stickers on them? You think pontoons need those stickers too? Oh, planes need real, Im real important government regulation stuff on them. All right, Dan. You know how government regulations sometimes go above and beyond? Oh, uh, wait. Did you not have the anti crustacean sticker on your kayak? I didn't pay for that. <laughs> what? Permit. How are we supposed to know that you didn't bring crustaceans from one lake to another? Well, it's been in my garage for three years. You got to get it inspected. They've been in my Obviously. garage for three years. Pay a tax? Uh, but I kind of like that airplanes sometimes have to get looked at. So, because, you know, imagine 
I'm sitting in my backyard. I think there's a flight path for smaller planes, like above me. Maybe they, or can they just fly wherever? Uh, there's probably it's probably a flight path because we're not too far from the the Portland airport. And I mean, uh, as, as the plane flies, you know. And I was thinking, what if anybody could just make a plane and just put it up there and fly it around, mm. and then over cities and crash into houses and stuff? Yeah. What if? Just let anybody drive a car. Yeah, but you're you can only crash so fast into somebody's house. I'm talking about from the sky. Your kids are asleep, second story of the house. I saw Donnie Darko. An airplane crashes into it. Okay. I mean, not the whole airplane, just the engine. Okay. All right, but that was fun. It was Um, fun. Salvi Island. Salvi Island. Uh, When we left, when we left the beach, it was nice and sunny and beautiful on the beach. Salvi Island. Salvi Island. Uh, Packing up. It takes like a half an hour to get these kayaks all strapped down, and I'm super paranoid about them falling off. They probably should be. They're big and heavy yeah, and yeah. on top. And if they fell off, you just have to keep driving. I'm not stopping. I'm not <laughs> stopping. My nope. kayak's gone. It's no <laughs> sense. It's one less thing you have to worry about. And uh, But there's so many crazy – there's mosquitoes like crazy over there. So many mosquitoes. Oh. Uh, just from being in the shade for a little bit, I got bit ten times. Wow! Then I get out of the car to check the straps on the kayak. Yeah, and I've I been just there. swarms of mosquitoes. I get back in the car, and now there's a hundred more mosquitoes in the car. Oh, in the car! Oh man, my legs got terrible bit from the drive home. Hey Dan, now it's time for the little thing we like to call around. The house? Or were we supposed to be talking about something else? Well, you know what I did around the house? What did you do around the house? I ran a D&D campaign. What? Since you just skipped over that. That is around your house. And Good, because I didn't have anything for this segment. Uh, I created, in my mind, a campaign all on my own. Mm? Yeah, a one-shot, as some would call it. Do you hand out the cards of the players' ranks? No cards. Everybody made their own character and brought it with them. And then we played Theater of the Mind game. What's that? We played D&D. Okay. Theater of the Mind game? Yeah. The, we've played a Theater of the Mind, tabletop role playing, where each each person, you know, they have a character and you have stats and such, but then you say what they do. Okay. You just think it. Right, just we didn't use it. miniatures and all that junk. All oh. that crutch, yeah, yeah. junk. Um, no, it was a lot of fun. Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five people were playing, and I was running it. Mm-hmm. I got to use my speakers, my smaller battery-powered speakers that I just use for everything now. I love those things; they're awesome for like uh, background sound. Like Sounds. we went into a haunted house. Ooh. Yeah, no. Yes, literally that. Okay. But really? Yeah, that's literally what I did. That's extreme, man. Yeah. Seems like some sort of crutch to me. Uh, Almost like some figure. 
No. Theater of the mind. I was just helping their mind. Okay. All right. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, if it was, it was a theater of the ears and mind. Uh, ears. <laughs> it was nice to just mainly just background music. So I had that set up. I had a few tracks set up. I was running that on my phone and then I had a bunch of information on a computer and I, I built myself a custom, um, dungeon master screen. So what's that? They sell these things. A dungeon master screen is basically like four sheets of cardboard that you unfold and it's got a bunch of information printed on the inside of it. And it just kind of hides your papers Mm -hmm. from the players so they can't see all your secrets. Oh, but, I said, oh, no, I don't have a Dungeon Master screen. And instead of asking one of the other people who obviously had one that could have brought it, Mm -hmm. I said, I'll just make my own. And I grabbed a cardboard box and I cut it up and I kind of duct taped it into a duct taped into a nice shape. And then I took some clips, chip clips and stuff, and I clipped a bunch of papers to the top of it. Oh, man, I had that thing so decked out. Is this uh, getting you excited to be a DM? I yeah. remember we did a whole episode about you being a DM, Dungeon Master. Dungeon. I'm official now. I'm a real Dungeon Master. Real boy. We didn't go into a dungeon, but. What was the theme? Can you can you recall what yeah, happened? Actually. Was it somebody's birthday in the game? It was Were Dylan's. trying to go get a birthday cake? <sighs> no, I didn't think of that. <laughs> Oh, he didn't think of theming around Dylan's birthday? No, I didn't. Um, No, uh, there was a lot of mysterious stuff going on. People were having bad dreams. And our our, uh, coterie of players were sent to investigate it. And uh, they ended up fighting off some cultists. And they, they, they had a little trip along the road and fought some giants on the way. But they fought some some cultists that were trying to summon some things and they might not have made it all the way. And then there was this giant thing that came up out of the ocean and crushed a castle. And then, uh, some other stuff happened. And wow. It was, uh, you know, there was a giant Cthulhu involved. This game that you came up from your mind, from my, from my brain, it's a brainchild. The brainchild of you compared to Thor, love and thunder. How would you compare those two? (laughs) I'm going to say that the plot of Thor Love and Thunder is worse than what I came up with. Uh-oh. Worse. Let's dance Thor uh, review. That was it. The end. The end. Don't waste money. Watch it when it's free. Soon enough. Soon enough. They might even bump it up because, you know, it's bad. Man, some people have been saying it's good, though. They got flicked too hard. Some people. Well, Dan, what's your next uh, challenge going to be? Is this going to be a new thing? Your boy likes... Uh, D&D. D&D. Is this going to be your birthday gift to him every year? Could be. Um, so we're in a game, and uh, I had said, oh, I could run I could run next time. And it was like supposed to be 12 sessions, so it was going to be like a year. Mm-hmm. Well turns out it's not 12 sessions it's 12 volumes of a thing and sometimes it takes us two or three times to get through one of those so it could be two or three 
So she said <laughs> the DM for that game was like, yeah, sure. After these 12 volumes are completed. Mm-hmm. So you got two or three years, but you've been going for a year now. Well, I snuck this one in. Okay. When and she this, wasn't around. And this, I told them, is actually the genesis of the game that I'm going to run after our other campaign's over. Oh, man. That's exciting. Yeah. I thought it was. So, but they missed out, so they don't know the secrets. I told them that. No, oh. they don't know all the secrets. The secrets. Well, Dan, what do you think? Uh, you think uh, unicorn meat tastes better or worse than horse meat? Horse meat's not that great. I got to assume unicorn meat is a lot more um, pop rocks mm. than sparkly, you know, nasty meat i've never had horse meat like what it's like really meat's meat right chewy no no imagine a cow that's been ridden around for 10 years and then (laughs) and then killed and fed to you that does not sound good no hey (laughs) you know it does sound good (laughs) long walks on the beach down at you write island (laughs) you write me a check for tonight's hangout for me hanging out with you tonight checks in the mail all right venmo me next time send it to our castle in the sky we can make it if we die just the two of you oh no anyways see y'all next time after work you and i we look for love no time for tears